and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, well, we actually have a guest, goddammit. Chris Laker, everybody, the fantastic comedian, Chris Laker, comedian, podcaster, all around good guy. He's going to be on the show um, at the second half of the show. We're going to be talking about Love After Lockup, season three, episode one. That's what we watched. He picked it. And we have another little surprise, don't we, Ash? We do indeed, guys. Nick and I are venturing into a new frontier, the wild west of the world. That is YouTube. Folks, you can right now subscribe to the Reality Blows YouTube account. And uh, we are going to be putting our interviews up on YouTube for right now. Just the interviews for right now. We tried to film this part already earlier in the day. It was weird didn't work out we were like playing to the camera it wasn't it wasn't un, uncut and, and raw nick and i like to stare into each other's eyes while we record the po- hey look at me sorry hey <laughs> while we record the podcast so we can really you know solidify that bond um I, and we just were staring at the screen uh, yeah i actually like to look around and not look at ashley that's that's what the, the real because you know we're not on camera so i can kind of stare at my shoes or just take a little nap while ashley's talking and it's all well and good, but here you can't hide. Basically, what we're trying to say is sync up this podcast Don't do with that. the YouTube video. Don't the do The second half. See if you can get it just right. And, um, you know, listen to us now. Listen to our life update. You know the beginning of the pod is what Nick and Ash have been up to. And then the second half of the pod will be reality TV talk. You remember the good old days when we used to do that? Well, it's back. Back in biz. Yeah. And um, we're talking Love After Lockup, a show we have talked about on this podcast before. I feel like my opinion hasn't changed, Um, but I did enjoy it more than the first time. First time, Mm. I think I was a little, uh, I was a little too green in terms of my reality television experience. I didn't realize how depraved it can be. And so this is, it felt um, a little bit more like a walk in the park than the first time I saw it. So go and check out our YouTube and our first little uh, interview video. It's, it was fun. We're, we're embarking in a new uh, strange world. Yeah, and you get to see what we look like for the first time in podcasting history. You can see what Ashley and Nick look like. Also, we have a Patreon still. Patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. So make sure you do that and uh, rate our uh, podcast five stars. Apple we, Podcast. We do have a, po- a Patreon episode drop in before the end of the month. So sure. get in there. Get that second December app. Um, the first the first episode of December, our first Patreon, we reviewed, we talked about two beloved children's movies from our youth. And I got to say, the one that I picked, it keeps coming up. Nick knows what I'm talking about. And I will talk about that on the second Patreon episode. Is this ambiguous enough for you to sign up? I sure hope so. That's the plan. Well, we did just have Christmas, um, and I imagine some of you did as well. And uh, we survived. We survived our Christmas. Uh, there were some bumps in the road, as there normally are. Lots of bumps in the form of three frozen lobster tails. That was the first bump. We hit a bump pretty hard. Uh, Christmas Eve dinner. We're a Christmas Eve dinner fam. Mainly because when Christmas Day rolls around, Nick declares it over. I feel like once Christmas shows up, Christmas is over. Is that wrong? It's just like, eh, what are we even doing this for? It's all going to end anyway. It's basically over at this point. It's kind of like how Sunday feels on the weekend where you're like, it's basically Monday. Mm, mm, my I dear can't, friend, I can't enjoy myself here. It's Sunday. I know that Monday's coming. My dear friend Sarah, who uh, best friend from high school that I lived with in New York City for many years, 
she would get so depressed on Sunday around 3 p.m. because she would say, it's over, my weekend, it's over. And I'd say, no, Sarah, you got nine more hours. Because nah, I know what's happening. I know what's coming. Exactly. That's how I feel on Christmas. It's like, you know, I'm into the Christmas spirit, you know, for a couple weeks before Christmas. I'm into the Christmas carols and songs and seeing lights and trees and thinking about gifts and Santa. And then as soon as Christmas shows up, I'm disgusted by all of that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all over anyway. Santa's a fraud. Uh, I can't watch a Christmas movie at the end. Once, like, Christmas night shows up, it's like, oh, my God, you're going to watch a Christmas movie about Santa coming to your house? It's like, he already came last night. That's fucking over. Yeah, I did try and play Christmas carols about, I think it was 6 p.m. on Christmas Day. We were driving somebody uh, home. We were driving Woody home, Nick's uncle, and um, I was like, hey, let's pop on some Christmas tunes. And Nick was like, Ashley, it's done. And I was like, babe, it's still Christmas Day. And he goes, you cannot listen to any Christmas music for the next 11 and a half months. Yeah, it's over. I don't want any part of it. So um, needless to say, <laughs> we uh, really celebrated the shit out of Christmas Eve. Uh, it feels we good celebrated. on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Got we- so much to do on Christmas Eve because you know what? It ain't even Christmas yet. Tomorrow's Christmas. This is like this is like free Christmas. Christmas Eve does feel like the holiday itself. Like that feels like what it's all about. We um, It's all about the anticipation. Oh, what's it going to be like when Christmas mm-hmm. rolls around? It's going to be so great. Gabby came over, Nick's sister came and sat on the porch. We sat outside uh, for a little bit. That was really nice on Christmas Eve. We were lucky to have a sunny, warm day. Couldn't believe it. Sat out on the porch. Then we had our seafood dinner that we were very excited for. We've ordered from this place down the street three times, and their food is so good. It's really delicious, but we have never once gotten our order correct. And so I guess that's on us. If you order from a place three times and all three times it's wrong, that's really your fault, I feel like. So, you know, because it's like we keep going there. So that's on us. Yeah, we must be the problem. I think it's, you know, we got it. First off, I begged Nick to check the order. I said, "This baby, this is the third time we ordered from this place. You got to check the bag. And Nick was like, oh, yeah, I'll check it. What happened? I didn't really check it because they had it all sealed up, ready to go. Um, I mean, if I would have checked it, I would have had no like to stand on i would have just had to accept what they gave us i ordered lobster tails thought they were going to be cooked they were not cooked they were ice cold frozen lobster tails you could have killed somebody with one of these lobster tails it was so heavy and it's like left it up to me to cook them i've never cooked lobster in my life i didn't know what to do i googled it they were ambiguous sort of people were like yeah you just boil it or whatever and it's like boil it or whatever that doesn't seem like a correct direction. And it was like, and the amount of time is one minute per ounce. And we were like, we don't know how much like, these weigh. What weighs. the fuck is an ounce? Where is that? Do, are we supposed to have a scale in the kitchen? That's weird. Yeah, it's like an ounce is, what, 28 grams? That's all I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, we tried, or I tried, and I'll be honest, no one finished their tail. Um. <laughs> I thought Nick ate all of his tail. He got up quickly and left, and he was like, I'm going to go walk the dog. Disgusted. And he threw out his tail. I assumed he ate it all. As soon as Nick left, Nanny was like, is he gone? And I was like, yeah. She's like, can you throw my tail away? And I was like, yeah. So I threw away her half of a tail. I didn't know she said that to you. Yeah. She was like, hey, yeah, it's not. Can we can we toss these now? And I was like, yeah. Now, didn't you eat all yours? I ate like three-fourths of mine because I thought everybody was eating theirs. No, I threw mine out. It didn't taste right. So I'm, and then I was the one with the stomach ache the next day. So, so there you go. What did my grandmother say to you? Did she say that she was it was disgusting? No, she just said it was uh, it was a little too rubbery. 
And is that undercooked or overcooked? I think it's overcooked. Okay. Had Guys, no, we don't know what we're had doing. Had no idea. Uh, but you know, there were some soups involved. We had the soups. There was some lobster mac and cheese. We ate the lobster that mac and really cheese. That was really good. And the hush puppies there was some were hush good. Hush puppies. They were pretty good. Then we played dominoes. We did that like pretty much for nanny. It feels like. Well, my grandmother likes to play dominoes with us, and we've done it a couple times now. And we we finished our game of dominoes that were from the previous time. Our my grandmother beat the shit out of us in dominoes. It's insane because the woman is blind. So really, we should be beating her. We can right. see her dominoes. Yeah, no, she like flips <laughs> her dominoes over so like we can help her, and we tell her where like if she has the correct domino. And she does. And, you know, it's not like we're helping her that much. If she could see, she would know that she had the right domino piece. I know, but the fact that we can see her dominoes means that we should be able to play ours so she doesn't have one to play. I thought of it as strategy. I thought it would be mean, though, yeah, if I were to mean, have seen. Yeah. Okay, she's got a lot of, uh, you know, twos. I better make sure I don't throw a two out there or she's going to kick the shit out of us. So I haven't really done any of that and uh, yet. I mean, at this point, she beat us like six games in a row. I'm yeah, like, I won two. Nick won one. It's like, all right, fine. Uh, next time, I'm going to look at her dominoes and just beat, beat, beat the hell out of my grandma. Might as well take the advantage <laughs> if you're giving it. So uh, that was it. That was nice. That was kind of fun. Um, did we have a dessert that day? Uh, no, we had the, our big Christmas dessert on Christmas Day. I after. know, but we didn't eat dessert on the day. Oh, of... we ate pralines, baby. We ate pralines. We that's ate right. pralines. Mm-hmm. So there's a candy shop that's like in a neighboring town uh, that we live in. And it's like an old timey, uh, it's called Sweetwater. Um, and so uh, we've gone there twice now. And the first time we went there and we realized they had pralines and I had never had a praline proper. Ashley knew what they were. Because um, I guess they're a southern deal. Yeah. So I had them and I'm sure we talked about them on this podcast. Oh, we I definitely mean, they're, they're, did. They're unbelievably good. I can't believe how good they are. The sweetest things I've ever had in my life. They're so, I was so like, good. I had... I had held off on the junk food from Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas Eve just so I can have junk food on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And so I was like, uh, oh, I think we're going to get some more pralines. So we went the day before Christmas Eve just so we could get some pralines. And, you know, they also have like that, like those. those they little, have a wall of candy. Right. The old timey candy that you kind of take the little scoops and you scoop it in your bag. And so I was like, oh, we're going to watch movies on Christmas Eve. We should get some of this candy because it'd be like uh, old timey uh, movie theater stuff. So we went and like I basically got a scoop of like every interesting gummy they had there, and they had some interesting gummies, did they not? Ash? Yeah, they really, they really, really do. I mean, they have the hits. They're the peach rings are there, um, like the little cherries, gummy cherries, gummy strawberries. Um, but the ones that really excited us, and and tell me if I'm speaking, you know, if I'm not speaking for both of us, you can correct me. But they had these little like pigs little pink pigs that oh were god, sort of like pigs oh my god like marshmallow on the outside and then gummy on the inside and they were shaped like a little pig they were so good and then we had i liked these little ice creams nick had gotten which were kind of like coffee flavored it was yeah, hard were, to explain they were like they tried to do like a malted flavoring yeah in the gummy like a malted cream flavoring and it was I didn't like it. It, I loved it. I don't know. I I like the texture of it, though. I'm big into texture. Mm. So, um, yeah, we had our big bag of candy, and we came Uh, home. Excuse me. What? My favorite. Oh. So I guess you weren't speaking for the both of us. I guess not. You were speaking out of turn. My favorite were the sour spiders. Octopus. Oh, were they octopus? Yeah, weren't they octopus? I guess so. Sour octopus. Yeah. Man, oh, man, were they good. You didn't like those? 
I thought they were just like sour straws. Oh, no. They, the texture, they were just <laughs> the right amount of chewy. This place is really great. The, the big drawback, and not to just be someone who has always something negative to say, but you do have to like conduct a man and tell him like a scoop of that, a scoop of this. You're not they allowed don't to just go you, scooping on your own. Yeah, they don't let you just get in there, which and I'm kind of like, let me. I'm, no, I let think, me in there. I think this is a COVID deal. Oh, because they don't want everybody touching the scoop. Yeah, he okay. puts gloves on. It's one guy touching the scoop. I get it. You know what I get I mean? it now. So, uh, okay, that's have fair. You, had you ever filled your bag up with candy? Oh, yeah. Like that? Okay. Did I have yeah. a childhood? Yeah, yeah, yeah of okay. course, of course. There, at the Hazlitt Multiplex where I grew up uh, in the town I grew up had the, has a big multiplex around here, um, and uh, we would go in there, and, and there would be the regular candy at the movie theater, just like you know the the snack bar area. But, like, right when you'd get your ticket or you'd give your ticket uh, and you'd go into where, like, the movies are. Because, you know, there's a velvet rope to where, like, you have to give a ticket and then go to where the theaters are. But that's not usually where the candy is. That's usually on the outside. There was another little kiosk that no one ever manned Mm. that had that style old-timey candy. And so nobody – people really didn't use it very much, I remember. And then when I discovered it, I was very excited by it. So wait, but it was very understated. Did you pay? Yeah, you would pay, but but it was like not where you get your goobers and your popcorn right. and your nachos and your soda. It was like a little bit into where the theaters were. Yeah, not in the actual lobby. The aisle. It was like I, an, it was like a little aisle. The and then there was like you know how many we saw uh, at this like uh, Sweetwater candy shop. Yeah, I would say one third of that section is what they had. So you had like twelve. Yeah, bin, can, it, bins to choose from. I mean, it was basic stuff. You can get runts, and yeah. you could get Smarties. And you could, so it was like, uh, you know, and that was the first time I had ever had that, and I, I remember very much enjoying the candy selection, and then not much after that. Um, so the fact that now I live a seven-minute walk from a place where I can just fill up pounds and pounds of candy in a bag, it's a little dangerous. Um, we did, so we got the candy, and then we, after our Domino's, we uh, opened up that bag of candy to watch a Christmas movie, and and Nick he makes this big uh, show of opening the bag, and then I go, you haven't you haven't gotten in there yet, and he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I thought we had already snacked on some. You know, I make the mistake <laughs> of thinking that Ashley's doing what I'm doing, which is like kind of like depriving depriving herself of like all of the sugar and candy until we actually are okay to have our cheat day planned, but I forget that Ashley just had like taken barrels of like caramel corn like what was that called kettle, kettle corn? corn i've been i've been she's hiding been, kettle corn Ashley's, in the car for she's been like buying little tubs of kettle corn and hiding them in little places that i don't go and just so she could like down over by like where she does laundry downstairs i got um, a little snack spot there's like a little snack spot in in a, in the car under the passenger seat there's a little snack spot and that's also where those uh super soft sugar cookies with that thick icing go as well you know what i'm talking about where you get like 12 for two dollars at Shoprite. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like I I forget. And so I I thought leaving the big bag of candy that I was so excited to eat in our bedroom would be fine because we know not to eat it. Turns out, Ashley, just as soon as I left, opened that bag of candy up and started eating candy. Okay, well, first off, the bag of candy had moved. It wasn't even Christmas Eve yet. It had moved. Nick had put it downstairs, and then it moved upstairs. So I assumed, you know, while it was being moved, someone was popping some back. Oh, and you know what? Now I'm piecing things together. I had left it downstairs on a shelf in the kitchen. And then later, you came up, you're like, you know, your candy is downstairs. 
Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. And you were like, yeah, because you maybe want to bring it up here just so like Nanny doesn't get into the candy because my grandmother likes candy. And I was like, that's a that's a smart move. I would I would hate to have somebody to get into our candy. And before who it was doesn't? Time. Who moves candy and doesn't have a couple of bites? He moved it. I knew he had some bites, so I decided to go for it. You had me move it closer to your body so that you could sneak around and eat it before we were supposed to eat it. Admit it. We went and we went to this candy. Uh, we went to. I was about to say Candy Town. We went to this candy town, all right? We went to this candy town. town, All right? There's these little gingerbread men walking around, all right? We're munching on candy. Hey, welcome to Candy Town. You mean Candyland? No, this is Candy Town. It's different than Candyland. What's the difference? Uh, Not much candy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We watched a new classic holiday movie. We decided we're into it. It's called The Christmas Chronicles. It's on Netflix. You know, I was trying to watch some of the old hits. I was trying to watch Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, and Nick was like, "Nah, let's watch something new." I'm glad, and I'm glad. I'm glad it was nice to expand my Christmas movie uh, selection because I think I'd watch this one again. I enjoyed it. And there's a sequel that we didn't even get to see. I mean, we could have popped it on on Christmas Day, but you know how I feel about that. Now we gotta wait a year. Gotta wait a year. We watched that, babe. You know, we haven't even talked about my meltdown in Wegmans, by the way. Should we talk you about wanted that? To keep, you wanted to keep this positive. You're right. I did want to keep it positive. But now that you've teased it, you might as well. I had a little breakdown in Wegmans, y'all. Let's cut, let's cut away from Christmas Eve, and we'll go, we'll go with the, uh, to... Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. The day before. We really should have started with the meltdown. I haven't had a public freak out in quite some time. I'm not one who has a public freaks out... Not one who has public freak outs often, but when they happen, they do, and they're usually very embarrassing. Um, this was Christmas Eve Eve, and I was being sent to the grocery store to get frozen blueberries and Cool Whip. And cool Whip. I decided to go to Wegmans because I thought, you know what? Cool Whip. I know the layout. Go for it. Cool Whip. I can get in there, and I can get my shit, and I can get out. Cool Whip. Because I know where everything is. I pull up to this Wegmans and it is packed. It's bumping, okay? The whole Wegmans is just just busting at the seams with hungry people. Do you guys have Wegmans where you are? It's like the it's like a big compound. It's like a super deluxe grocery yeah, store. Yeah, it's like not even like a supermarket. It's like a super duper market. We've definitely talked about we we 100% have discussed Wegmans on the pod. I'm sure of it. So I go into Wegmans. I'm getting frozen blueberries, Cool Whip. I grab them. I get in. I call Nick. I'm like, you wouldn't fucking believe this Wegman. This is packed. I get in the. I get in an aisle with a guy who's in front of me. He's got a ton of stuff, but I'm like, not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna get in line, keep my head down until it's my turn to pay, and then I'm gonna get out. So the guy in front of me, he's getting rung up, and he goes and stands at the end of the little cash register area so that he can bag his groceries. I put my, uh, my my stuff on the conveyor belt, and a man pulls up behind me. And yes, he did pull up. He was in a motorized um, cart. You know, he was in one of those carts that's also a chair that he can wheel around. And he had just sort of really, I'd, I'd say, not um, his mask placement. It was askew. His nose wasn't popping out, but it was kind. It was hinting at it, and then it was kind of like pulled down a little too far. Got a little bit too much nostril cleavage. Yeah, you know when you just see someone with the mask, it's half on, and you go, "Oh God, that mask is about to fall off." That's how it felt. So he pulls up his cart, and he pulls it up right next to me. He's about six inches away from me. His cart is six inches away from me, but he's sitting at the back of it, so he's like a good, you know, four or five feet. Cool whip. 
And um, I'm just standing there. I'm like, I wish he'd back up some, but I'm not going to get into it. Just be cool, Ashley. Be cool. Cool. So the guy in front of me, he's he's a bag in his groceries. And um, I, I took a step forward. That was a mistake because then the motorized guy, he scooted forward too. Now, was the man motorized himself? The, motori- the man in the motorized vehicle, he scooted forward as well. And then she, the lady, the cashier, she took all my groceries. She, you know, she did her little conveyor belt. So they all came to the front. So I think, I think. It's my turn. So I step up so that me and the cashier lady are right across from each other. You know what I mean? Y'all got this pictured in your mind? Next thing I know, guy who's bagging his groceries goes to pay. He's got to stand where I'm standing. I All I can do is really just step back because I'm blocked in by this uh, motorized man. And um, I start to panic. Cool whip. I'm between these two guys. I can't get out. There's no room. There's no room. So then... I, I very loudly start shouting, there's no room. I don't have any room. There's no room. <laughs> Guys, you, oh man, we, we have to figure out a way to film this part of the podcast. You got to see Ashley's handwork. There's no room. And then I, I look at the cashier and I go, I'm going to step out. When it's my turn to pay, I'll come back. And she's like, okay. And so I walk around the wheelchair, uh, not wheelchair, the motorized man. He gives me like a little bit. You know, he backs up like a good six inches so that I can get out. The guy finishes up paying. She rings up my stuff. Cashier rings up my stuff and then calls me back over. I go and pay. And then I leave with my head down, hoping nobody recognizes me as the woman who started shouting in the aisle. It's a wild story, Ash. I mean, I feel for you there. I do not like in public when people encroach on on you. And 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 you know, it's in a normal year, it feels weird when that happens. But this year, I mean, please have some, you know, fucking courtesy. I mean, really, the problem was the motorized man. Uh, he- the problem was I couldn't get out. He decided he was going to pull up real close to you. Yeah. And the other guy just had to pay. But I understand, like, you're you're put in a position these days at, at most grocery stores where the cash, they don't have bagged people, you know? Yeah. And so the cashier has to bag your stuff. But sometimes there's a lot of stuff and you're like, am I supposed to be helping? So you kind of have to, like, shimmy over to where the stuff ends up, where the bags are, and, like, kind of help out. But then you do have to get back over to the card reader, which is over by the cashier again. Yeah. There's so, too much So, I mean, movement. that guy is looking at you like, oh, this girl is right next to me now. Yeah. I guess I got to get in there. And, and the guy in the motor. Unfortunately, guy. motorized man pressed you up, he pinned you in there. Well, you know, he was in his cart, but he had a ton of people pressed up against him in the back. There was just too many people too there. Too many dang people. So it's, it was really no one's fault. Really, I should have just kept my head down. But instead, I yelled that there was no room, and I removed yeah, myself no, from no, the situation. Really, you should have just went to stop and shop. I mean, that would have been the right answer. Wegmans is a right nightmare. Answer. But, uh, you know, uh, if, if I were you, Ash, what I would have done was open up the Cool Whip, right, and just whip two dollops in the guy's eyes, the motorized man's eyes. I don't think he's the villain here. Nope. Listen, okay, <laughs> you need to make an escape, all right? So you've done that, right? Now this man's blinded. Then you take the frozen blueberries, you dump them on the floor. The cashier and the guy in front of you, they start slipping like marbles. Whoa, 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 whoa. They fall. You open up the cash register, grab all the 20s, and then you go over to a stop and shop and you, and you shop with some self-respect. So basically assault and robbery is the right answer. That's right. Well, I actually think the right answer would have just been to not go in there to begin well, with. Sure, but you can't, can't, can't turn back time. Or to just, you know, work on, work on some breathing exercises while it was happening. Anyway, I come home. I'm a shell of a woman. 
I walk in the door. I go, babe, I just had a freaking meltdown at Wegmans. I tell him the story. Nick, grinning from ear to ear, says, I can't wait for you to talk about this on the pod. (laughs) Finally, we have something to talk about. Let's give him something to talk about, Ash. Now, have you had any meltdowns in public? Over this COVID mask, not having enough room, people not wearing a mask. I have had, I, I have seen you say to someone a few times to put on a mask. Someone you mm. didn't know, a stranger. Um, we had someone at Seven Eleven who approached the car asking oh, for yeah, cash, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you were like, "Yeah, I'll give you some cash, but put on a fucking mask." Yeah, yeah, and, it might have been it. Yeah, you know. So that's so yours is sounds like your meltdowns are less of meltdowns and more you just being in control. No, I mean it's not a meltdown. It's uh, you know, it's telling a guy to 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 put a mask on. I just haven't had that experience. I haven't gone shopping, uh, you know, in the Christmas season in a store, so I don't know. I mean, I I went to a Target on Christmas Eve, 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 I think, and that was a little chaotic. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. Oh, that's when you were getting my present. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually bought your present at a Staples, but I mean, <laughs> nothing more romantic than that. One of your presents, excuse me, uh, was the one that I felt like I had to buy you so you could open something up nice on Christmas morning. But um, so I guess we could go to Christmas morning. I mean, Nanny beat us in in, uh, in in Domino's. Domino's, then we ate the candy, we watched the movie, then we opened up each other's presents on Christmas Eve. Right. Which was sweet. Then we went to bed, then we woke up at like 6.37, had some coffee, Zoomed my family in North Carolina so we could watch my eight-year-old brother open presents. Yeah, opening up those presents and um, doing a good job of it. Yeah. The kid knows how to open up a present. He was having the time of his life. So it's his best time of year. Yeah, he um he really he's shines. Best, he's his best self. <laughs> he really shines when he's opening gifts. Yeah. Um so that was fun. We got to like sit we got to watch him do that. We had a Kringle, which is like a Danish pastry that my family has on Christmas Day. It's like a big um zero. It's like flat and it's full of this like nutty jam and then has icing on top of it. It's very delish. And my family um, mailed us one so that we would have one on Christmas Day here. It's delish. Um, turns out, big hit with Nanny. Big hit with my Nick's grandma grandmother. Keeps bringing up the Kringle. So then what do we do? We, we gave, then we, we came downstairs. Gave my grandmother her present. Her present uh, from us was we got her a tablet, a big old tablet, so that she can watch Netflix on a tablet. And it was a big hit. She loves it. She loves her tablet. My grandmother is legally blind, and uh, at this point, really, we have a huge, or she has a huge television mounted on the on the wall in, in, her, in her living room, and she can't see it, you know, ends up just listening to the TV, because it's just blurry that far away, and uh, so I kind of thought that maybe, because I, I can tell that she can look at her phone, you know, and, and kind of make out who what she's seeing when we show her a picture, and you know, um, if you ever give her anything, she kind of puts stuff right up to her face, and she can make it out. She can see what it is. Um, you know, it's got to be angled a certain way, but it's certainly not something that's going to be like six feet away from her. Mm-mm. That's just going to be no blurry. distance is the problem. So I was like, I'll get her a tablet and kind of hook her up with an account at Netflix and and a couple other things, and and we'll see. You know, possibly if that's you know a workable situation for her to be able to watch some stuff i mean she already is you know she's in you know she's an older lady she's a grandma and uh she's legally blind she can't really walk very well 
And now she's in a friggin' pandemic where she's like totally bound to the house. The lady is bored. She's bored. I'm trying to open up her life a little bit. And also, you know, she could do some some Skyping from there. You know, she could spike Skype my my sister or or her 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 niece or or a whole bunch of people that aren't around. And so I was like, okay, well maybe the video phone aspect of this might be nice because she could see faces and then maybe Netflix she might like too. Well, I got her hooked on this Netflix. It worked perfectly. My grandma loves it over the moon and has literally watched since Christmas Day. I It must be, I don't know, 14 hours of The Crown. I Obsessed. Mean, she has to be has ripped through two seasons of The Crown already. She's loving it. She's got a pep in her step. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, it seems she's happier. She's saying like fun little sayings around the house. Like, we, I asked her a question, and then she looked at me, and she said, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. Woo! You know, she's and she's doing, like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, and she's like, doing, wow. like, fun little zingers and walking around. I've never seen, like, someone's mood change that much by a present and, and maintained that, like, good mood because of a present. But, yeah, she's really into it. Um, what else did we do? Oh, we well, made a pie. We did. We made a pie, but I received a, a really fun gift from my sister. It's not a fun gift, but I got a kettlebell. Nick's pumped. So I am going to start doing kettlebell exercises. We bought this horrible contraption that they call an elliptical, um, which is fine for what we're trying to do. Listen, we got it for 50 bucks and that's how much it should have cost. Yeah, it's like <laughs> at, at points all of a sudden it like like it feels like something loosens while you're using it and then all of a sudden you're like off kilter and like sideways while you're doing it. But it does feel like you're going to fly off at any moment. You got to work that fucking thing if you want <laughs> if you want some results, like you really have to work at it. And it's okay. I mean, it's cardio. It's kind of what Yeah, it, you're moving your body. The, the hard the fact that it's hard to do kind of adds to it because it's Sometimes an elliptical, like a high-end elliptical at a at a, a gym, can be a little smooth, and you don't get this. Ain't smooth at all. Uh-uh, this you is know, a bumpy ride. Yeah, you got a bumpy <laughs> ride. You're twisting in the midair. You have to keep your balance. It's hard. Yep. So now we have that down there in the basement, and also a kettlebell and a trampoline. But you're not interested in my little rebounder. No. I'm not interested in the in the trampoline. But I am interested in figuring out some kettlebell exercises. Yeah, we're going to get buff. I want to get buff. And uh, so I got that, and that was really fun. And then um, Ashley's dad, for my birthday, got me a gift certificate to Apple. And, you know, it's like I have so much stuff from Apple that I don't need. Like, I'm not going to put – I mean – it was a gen- very generous gift, but not generous enough to buy myself a new phone. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like, not like new phone gift if certificate. I if I were to put this um, generous gift towards a new phone, it would have been one one-hundredth of what that cost. <laughs> it's like I would have literally just be buying a new phone. So it, it wasn't kind of worth it. And I have a pretty decent MacBook, and I have all the accessories for but anything. But hey, guess what? What? It's one third of an Apple Watch. That's right, folks. So I went and I got myself a, an Apple Watch, and it's coming in a few days. And I kind of wanted one of these, um, you know, for a couple months now, and I still sort of want one. So I bought it. So the Apple Watch is pretty much going to be the gift to me that kind of keeps me motivated and gets me kind of nerdy in my transformation for my body. Because for New Year's this year, my resolution is going to be 
getting a nutrition and workout schedule and sticking to it. And I mean, that's primarily what I feel like the Apple Watch is good for is kind of like a health tracker and a fitness tracker. Plus, it's really techy and fun and integrative with all the other fun Apple shit I have. So I'm very excited for that with my kettlebell and my hell contraption and my Apple Watch. And I, and I hope by, by, by Valentine's Day, I will be half the man I, I, I am now. Um, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and it, was, uh, it was a decent um, day to sort of receive some, 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 some fun gifts on, on Christmas. And, and uh, we also, we, we made a pie, Ashley, did we not? We made a pie. Hey, there's no reason to have a meltdown in Wegmans unless you're going to use those frozen blueberries to make a terrifying pie. Made a terrifying pie. It did not look pretty. Nick was, uh, we were going to do some lattice work on top with um, our little pie crust. And Nick was like, hey, let's do, let's make a face. And I was like, yeah, baby, let's make a face. We made a smiling face. It looks like a blueberry goblin monster coming to haunt your dreams. It was kind of scary. But still, the pie cooked and the pie came out and the pie was delicious. What do you like more, the Thanksgiving pecan pie or the Christmas blueberry pie? Pecan pie. It's just sweet. It's yeah, just like it's sweeter. It's ten times sweeter than the blueberry pie and was. It's crunchy. And, and by you know, it was it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, ten times sweeter. So, I really enjoyed the blueberry pie. I thought it was great. I'm excited about every holiday us cooking a little pie for it. I like this new thing that we're doing. I hope it continues. Yeah, we're definitely become a pie family. I will say, Nanny was pretty pissed today when she went to get a piece of pie and it was all gone yeah we ate that pie i mean both ashley and i had two slices of pie night of and then the next night uh had two more slices of that pie nick and i aren't gonna let a pie last in the house for more than 24 hours no, sorry nanny was like i want a piece of pie and we were like that thing that was eaten days ago sorry nanny no pie for you <laughs> <laughs> how's the crown you know let's go back to the crown nanny yeah and that was a good christmas it was a good christmas day it was a good christmas eve we're we're doing the best we can and, working uh, with what we got then we did a little zoom we played quiplash we hadn't played quiplash in a long time we oh were, yeah we used to have a gang of folks where we played this quiplash game which is like a jackbox tv game it's it's Playing a fun on game. Zoom. You and played on Zoom. And you come up with funny little jokes. And I forgot, you know, we hadn't played Quiplash in months. And so I was kind of bored of it, I think, when we were playing a lot. Like, Well, once in the a beginning week. of the pandemic, we were really like, oh, my God, we have to socialize right. with people. Funny how that that di- like desperate need to socialize has been removed from me. What happened? I don't know. I, f- I still have the, f- the feeling. I'm d- I think I'm at this point I'm doing actually more Zooming than you are. I think you are too. You have one weekly thing that yeah. that's, uh, hasn't happened last week. You skipped it. It happened on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been a while. Christmas Eve Eve. No, it so, happened on Christmas Eve Eve. Oh, okay. So it hasn't been a while at all. It's been only a few <laughs> days. But, you know, um, I, I hadn't been doing, you know, I had the game that we played, our Quiplash game, but that would be like, be like every two weeks. And then, but now I have a couple of other Zooms I'm involved in where we're all kind of Zooming. So I've been Zooming quite a bit and I've been enjoying it. It's been fun for me um, to socialize. I do miss it a bit. Not enough to make any sort of proclamation that I'm going to be a more social butterfly once this is all over, but enough to enjoy the time I've spent on Zoom with some friends. And uh, yeah, so we got back into our little quiplash zoom, and it was like ah, riding a bicycle, making those jokes on that on that qu- making our quips. I didn't feel like it was riding a bike at all. I felt like I was trying to ride a bike on a skateboard. 
I was realizing that I'm not used to socializing with people. I have my group, like Nick said, once a week, but that's at this point, those are the, always the same people. This felt like a whole new group of people that I was socializing with, even though I know these guys, but I haven't had, I haven't hung out with this group in particular in months. And so I was like, I fell off my game. To be honest, that's what this podcast is about. Honesty. I sucked at Quiplash. I thought you were great, Ash. Come on. I said pump, a plump bump for a horrible name for a mountain. And you said that's actually a pretty good name. Plump bump? That's a great name for a mountain. But I voted for it. Thank you, babe. Does this make sense if you guys don't know what Quiplash is? Who cares? This part of the podcast is over. Folks, um, (laughs) thank you uh, for for continuing to listen to us. We have a fantastic guest. We already talked about him, Chris Laker. Um, He has an album out, a stand-up album called uh, Moments of Greatness. And you can get that anywhere uh, that you get albums. You know, your Apple Music, you can get it Spotify. Hell, why don't you buy it from iTunes and Mm -hmm. give the guy a couple of bucks? Mm -hmm. He also has a podcast that I've mentioned before, uh, Overslept. Um, You could check that out wherever you check out this podcast. He came on uh, and we talked all about Love After Lockup Season 3. Ash and I watched the first episode and uh, we had a lot to say about it. It was a great, fun interview with my buddy Chris. Um, And don't forget, you could listen to it because it's coming up like it normally does right after our quick break. But also... You can go to our YouTube, Reality Blows, find us on YouTube, subscribe, and you can watch this interview, folks. Don't you want to watch it? Action. Take some action. I'll tell you what, we were watching it and Nick was laughing. Nick was laughing. Hey, I never laugh. (laughs) No, it's hard to get this guy to even crack a smile. Uh, And don't forget, on Thursday, we have another uh, recap of the challenge, um, which uh, is on on Wednesday. Yep, Uh, double agents. Are you guys watching? Are you loving it? Let us know. More importantly, are you listening to our recaps? If you are, well, we love you. Okay. Here's our interview with Chris. Enjoy. Chris, thank you for being on our podcast. We don't normally have guests, Chris, so this this is big. No, I, I'm 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 thrilled. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, I've, I I know you don't have you don't have guests. That's why I was so excited. Jumped at the chance to to be on this show and of course to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you announced the program that we that we've we did. We did. But why don't you? I mean, this is your choice. Why don't you explain what we're watching today or what we watched? <sighs> Love after lockup. And I'm sorry, it's wrong. It's uh-huh. wrong. The show, the show's wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. It's bad when. But it, but but I I am rooting for the the people getting out of jail, and I think that's the the thing about this show is that you see Love After Lockup, uh, the title. I, I think it does a pretty uh, good job of uh, explaining the show, but it's it, people who met mostly. Uh, met over online while one person's in prison and one person's on the outside. Sometimes in other seasons, it's like not exact. It's they met before they went in jail or whatever, but most of most it's. And the thing is that the people who are on the outside and, and develop the relationship with the person who is in jail is always the crazier person. Almost. I would say pretty much. I agree. They do feel like villains on some yeah. level. I will have to say that I 
pull, I am pulling. I've only watched one episode. We watched the first episode of the third season, which is, I think, still running, right? Uh, as we speak, you can kind of jump is. in at this point. Um, yeah. I, I've, we've watched Love After Lockup a couple episodes of the first season a couple of years ago. And I always sort of am pulling for the person that is in prison to come out and just make this work and hope that it works. But the flip side of it, the people waiting outside, I couldn't be more annoyed, uh, scared and repulsed by these people. And it's and it's 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 not good. These are hurt people who are going through it or went through it in their lives. But for some reason, I I can't help but gawk in the worst kind of way at, at those well, people. Well, Chris, I like that you framed it as you're rooting for the people getting out of prison because that really does, it paints the show in a new light for me because I was kind of watching it thinking about the uh, people on the outside being the protagonist. But I, I feel there's a shift here if you look at the people in prison as the main characters. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, there's like in season two, there's a guy who he, when his, uh, this this woman the the woman who he was in love with and uh, I think it was in season two uh, she got when she got out uh, she stole his rental car and and his money to go get drugs but you know she just got out of jail she was excited she came back you know and it, it's uh, some people really do they they fight for what they want in this world and it's <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> I mean. And, I mean, it's there are some relationships on the show that, like, I think in the the seasons that I've watched, and and this is what happened. I go through a thing where I watch the first episode of the season. I go, holy shit! I did this for the first th this season last night, but the other two seasons too. I go, holy shit! I watch the second season right, the second episode right away. I'm like, I, I go into the third, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not going to watch all 28 episodes. I start skipping. Uh, I, I started skipping forward and then uh, I get disgusted with myself and the show and stop like somewhere after like I, I'd probably watch five episodes of the of the uh, of a season and then I'm and then I'm out and maybe I, I think I watched the last one of like because you can just skip ahead just watch the last and they'll recap everything once you know who the people are it's like they drag it out you know. So you actually have the power to skip ahead. See, I could never do that. And that's what that's really why I have an issue with these because like I will have to watch every second of this show or I feel like I'll miss out on an epic sequence um, that is just embarrassing no, for all parties involved. Any epic sequence, they're going to replay like a million times. Mm, it's true. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I skipped, ahead right. six, I skipped ahead to like episode seven and it was like I missed nothing. Hmm. It was like there's still people getting out of jail in episode seven. It's like they because yeah. there's like a new person they throw in and and it's just like it's it's like you don't miss anything because they just it's it's like reality television. So it's a whole bunch of here's what's about to happen, here's what happened, and then they and then they give you like a little bit of like new shit. Let's talk about the particular couples because i do think season three sort of sums up the type of couples that you want to see on a show like this because they're all a little similar but they're very different in their own specific ways you know um and uh, i guess i'll you're my or you're our guest chris so i want to yeah. throw it to you which of these couples is the most like which is the most intriguing for a good mm -hmm. or bad reason to you which couple 
And you well, don't have to know their names. You can just describe their situations. There's the two. Well, there's one. The one. Uh, the the guy who's like half Native American. Uh huh. That yes. guy With who also kids. did like yeah, he's got eight kids and mm-hmm. did ten years in prison. Yes. Um. Who like wants to get married as soon as she gets out of jail and uh, has been married four times. Well, he married one woman twice. I mean, mm-hmm. I that guy, that guy's so crazy. I can't not love him. He's, he's, he's fucking nuts. A standout, Chris, a real standout. Now we only watched the first episode and what we saw there is one of the more heartbreaking things I've ever seen, which, which is him uh, explaining this situation to his 18-year-old daughter who sat there uh, in disbelief. Yeah, but she also kind of got it. She's like, this is my dad. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because you you know where, like that other dude who's like in the thrift store with his daughter trying to explain to her and she's getting really upset. The one who never, you see, he never saw her before, right? Mechanic? The mechanic. Oh, I don't think we saw the thrift store scene. Oh, but, but maybe we do that's know episode two. That's episode two. Okay. That's episode. We got I some, know well, who you're sorry. talking about. Gets a teaser. We got something to uh, look forward yeah. to there. Sean and like, his daughter in a thrift store. His, his and his ex-wife were not even his ex-wife. They never remarried. The his 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 uh, the daughter of the, I mean the wife the uh, mother of his kids. Yeah, they have six or, kids together. Yeah. Or five, let's a go, lot of kids. Let's go back to the guy with the long hair. Yes, I'd yeah. like that. <laughs> I wanna, I have a question, um, but Nick Ash, loves him, Ash, by the way. Ash, you shoot first, you shoot first. Okay, well, there was just a moment on the first episode where his brother comes over and he's wearing a shirt that said like, I survived the hamburger challenge at McKinley's or something in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> yeah. And Nick just really, really enjoyed that. Oh, I love that because, highlight because the, the hamburger challenge guy who wore that to, for his uh, one and only appearance on, on national television, um, he didn't think this was a good idea for, for, for the guy to meet the guy in prison, the lady in prison and marry her. So I, I feel like that does tell you something later. You find out, yes, this guy went to jail for a decade for, for credit card fraud or some, some shit like that. So it's like, I kind of more understood where this dude was coming from, but how come that guy has eight kids? I, I, I mean, I know I don't want, uh, I don't mind spoilers in this case. So like, did they go into that Chris, why this man has eight kids? He no, never counted I, them. Like I hated he, when he counted yeah. them because he was yeah. trying to act like he couldn't remember all of them. I don't them. think he was, yeah, he was trying. He was no. trying to do a bit. He was, he was doing, doing a bit, a bit. and I didn't like that. I don't think like yeah. deadbeat dad is a fun bit for an actual <laughs> yeah. deadbeat dad to do. Yeah, if they if if you if you lived with if you took care of all your children, uh, yeah, that's kind of a fun joke. Yeah, if they're all like running around playing with their toys around you, and you're <laughs> like, uh, uh, but yeah, when <laughs> they probably. Uh, well, the, he's got two that live with him. Yeah. And the, that one daughter who's 18 and she's just like, my dad's fucking nut. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's got a good, re- I mean, you know, he was in jail for 10 years. I think that's a nice thing to do for your children. Sure. You, you give him a nice story. You give them like, ha- yeah. wouldn't you like it, it, when you were in, in school and people were like, what's your dad? Do you be like, my dad's in fucking jail. Mm. I mean, that's a, it's pretty tough. It's great. 
Mm-hmm. It's a great story. You I get, wish it gives dad, you, yeah, you, know, you get an origin some story. Fraud. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, not violent crime. It's fine. No, no it's all right. Doing wrong. He did. No. He made some checks. Yeah. The wrong number. Numbers. No, nobody gets the numbers. Hurt. Nobody gets hurt. So what about um my uh, next favorite is actually the one that you were speaking about, which is Sean, who is, uh, at least in the first episode, had never seen the woman that he had spent at least $35,000 on. And I believe her name is Destiny with an IE at yes, the end Destiny. of it. And we see a couple of photos of her. And it's just like a photo of her, like when she was like 19 on her bed. And then that's basically it. I, yeah. And yeah, this well, guy is like a down and out loser. Um, yeah. but he does, now he I've can toss skipped. around $35,000 and he's a mechanic. Money. Like he, he doesn't well. have that money. He's had to like, he's like, I think setting himself, setting himself up for, you know, to be bankrupt or whatever. I mean, he's, he's going to his 401k, he's moving stuff around. He's, I mean, I don't even know what that means. I've not, I don't have anything to move around. <laughs> I had a 401k, uh, years ago that I cashed out. But uh, <laughs> for a lady you know, in prison, <laughs> uh, it might as well have been at this point. But uh, it, uh, the fact that he doesn't have the money, I don't understand what he's got. It's always like these guys, you're like, they don't look like they got money and they don't really. But they've just like, I guess, worked and saved their entire life. And and they blow what should be like their kids, like college money or whatever on on the. Uh, their newfound love. My favorite scene from the Sean saga in the first episode is when he's in the mechanics uh, garage with the other dudes he works with and his like buddy who works there, Edgar, he's trying to tell him that. And Edgar is like the only person on the entire show who says uh, the truth to anybody where, (laughs) and it's just to the camera where he was just like, he just was like, man, yeah, she's hot, but like, he's going to, he's going to die. He's gonna die and he's gonna get robbed. Yeah. And he just started well, so, laughing. Well, uh, I, I I I skipped ahead to when she's out and he's with her. So and, I mean, let, let's 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 and, let's spoiler this because yeah. I'm actually yeah. Curious. I'll spoiler this. She look. I'll say this. She looks nothing like those pictures. Mm. Yes. And he has seems to have zero problem with it, <laughs> and doesn't bring it. I, I haven't seen him bring it up. Or have he's a, I mean he's a hundred percent in, and um, you know she's she she seems to be a little bit of a handful, you know. Now uh, she's I mean she's free she's out she's uh, wants to have. She a didn't bit run, he didn't lose didn't the fifty thousand. Okay, that's good. Not Sean, yet. I don't know. I mean I I didn't get that far in. So Sean yeah. said that um that the reason why Destiny didn't want to uh, show herself to him is because that she had gained some weight and that she she didn't want uh sean to see her like that was that the case chris i didn't know i i mean i don't i didn't see she didn't look like uh like she was like super like heavy maybe she get she maybe heavier from like the i didn't see like full body pictures of her or whatever (laughs) but she looks she just looks more kind of she's like she's been in prison she's a little yeah like she's been in prison and she's like got a lot of tattoos and stuff but um sean's all yeah yeah he's he fell in love with the person not the picture that's right that's right chris um ash which uh which of the couples were most intriguing to you i'm interested in um maurice and i think jessica and like her Mm. estranged relationship with her sister and her dad who seems like might be 
I don't know, a, a hothead? I can't tell. The dad in the first yeah. episode seems to be keeping his daughter close to him just so when Maurice gets out of prison, he could beat this guy up. That's what it seems like this dad. I like doing. Maurice. I think Maurice seems like a like an all right dude. I'm right. glad Maurice turns out to be a, a Do they a nice stay guy. together? What's, what's, I, what's going I, I on with know. them? They're married. So. I, I haven't, like... I have to like, I'm going to have to like skip ahead to kind of like, well, the season's not over yet, but I'm going to have to skip ahead a bit to find out where everybody's at. Cause I am curious. Do we, but, do we see the sis? Did we see the sister uh, saga play out a little bit more when you skipped ahead? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, cause it was, a, it was a lot. I when I skipped way ahead, it was, there was a lot more focus on this, this new, this new couple. I know it seems like are they are not in the beginning. They put the they they there's a couple uh, a woman with some per pink hair or something. Yeah, who, that's the one. I I right. got the one where that dude got out, and uh, they were uh, it was kind of a lot of focus on. on vol it seems to be a volatile relationship. Yeah, yeah. I'm she's he's handsome. He's like oh the, he's like the best looking person to ever come out of prison. Wow, that dude. What's that? Uh, the uh, who's the 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 guy with the blue eyes? What do we call him? Yeah, the millionaire mugshot. The, or the guy who got the mugshot. He's like the hottest mugshot guy. Hot hot prison guy. Remember yeah. that was like a. It mean was like prison movie. bay or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some guy. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. This dude's like he's he's like uh, he's he's good looking dude. So I don't I I think he's gonna be going uh, getting a little wild out there, and he seems mm. a little. He seems like he's. Uh, there's a whole, there's a whole lot in that first episode with them. He's he's already uh, looking to uh, uh, break his uh, what his I don't know if it's parole or if he's just got stipulations on his release or whatever. But he's a wild child. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's he takes risks. He's a risk element taker. of chaos, bringing some chaos yeah. to the show. Now there was the one guy who we saw for at first, but he was just kind of getting his. Um, house where he had moved to like mm -hmm. mississippi for oh, this yeah. 27 year old woman and he's 51 wow, chris your face and, i love uh, the reaction you just had i kind of felt like this guy to me if he was like wealthy and he's 57 and she's 27 and no he's 51 he just looks like he just looks, looks haggard up. and i just kind of was like eh, i don't mind i don't mind gawking at this couple i feel like this guy is just like what is you know what else is he going to be doing this this seems right. to be a fine way to live out the your your later years in life right just kind of chasing around your ex-convict half your age wife like around mississippi and whatever hijinks this guy this guy's well, gonna find then, himself in yeah i feel like that's, that's fine it's a fine life for this guy yeah and then well did you uh, i think it's the, the next episode you find out that he has a son mm. who died oh. Oh, in a Jesus. car in a car crash oh, oh my god this show just keeps and, delivering you know you f and you, you get to see his uh tribute tattoo when he's shirtless ironing mm. a shirt in the kitchen for some mm. reason yeah uh just bare-chested talking on the phone with this like weird this tattoo that's a tribute to his son but also has an audi symbol uh, incorporated into it oh, oh because of the he car he was car, driving I, I don't know Oh I don't know. God. It's really weird, but they 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 focus on the tattoo, and uh, but that dude, yeah, that whole thing is uh, is is uh, it is uh, that relationship. Is she? Uh, she she a little. 
she a little she doesn't show up at first oh that's the thing or oh that's it she she was supposed to be released and he's like waiting this is i skipped ahead so i this is maybe the, he's waiting for her with a with like a limo driver and they end up eating this cake together at the airport because she doesn't <laughs> show up <laughs> but oh it was like, like she didn't get out of jail or whatever but the yeah saddest thing just, yeah. Is she the one that was on the phone in prison and told us this was happening during the pandemic? Yes, she was That's the one telling one. us about okay. this. So does COVID that come is, into play? Well, it looks like none of these people have any concerns <laughs> about there is not a mask to be. I skipped ahead. <laughs> I have not seen mask one. People wow. are in stores, people are having people over. They are, it is. You know, I mean, they're in Iowa, they're in Las Vegas, they're in these places where, you know, uh, people don't believe in mm. uh, these things, I guess. But it is creepy as fuck to watch uh, people just like in. I was getting mad at the great Christmas light fight because they were there, there was like no mass in crowds. And then I found out that they shot it all last year. OK, we watched the so great. We, we, love, we that. love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too, but you have to. Good stuff. But it seems like they're all psychotic if you think it's happening now, and you're like, mm. "Hey, here's a big crowd of people cheering, and 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 everybody's acting like there's no." Yeah, there COVID. should be some disclaimer. They should. Um, be. I think they don't even want you to think about COVID for a minute while you're watching that Christmas light fight. The Christmas light fight still uh, hosted by the tall, handsome drink of water. Uh, the Rob Delaney guy. He looks yeah, like he Rob Delaney. He look, does look like Rob Delaney. You're right. He's it's, the guy. He's from Trading Spaces. Oh, he is. He's he was one of the decorators, lead decorators from Trading Spaces for many, many years. And then he got that oh. gig. I think I kind of to me, it kind of feels like a lateral move for him. Oh, look, um, you're going you're going from uh from TLC to, to network prime time. I think it's a it's a big it's move a up. And there, but he's a, there's another host too, though, a woman. They flip flop. Mm. Uh, but uh yeah i love a great christmas life fight but yeah i don't understand what's going on with the covid uh, uh on uh love after Laga, but i'm gonna have to uh uh email uh women's entertainment channel and say uh you know how about some of the responsibility on this love after lockup um you got any other uh we shows up your sleeve that you've been kind of creeping around watching no, this is the yeah, this is the one that intrigued me the most. The other, the other uh, reality show that I also I don't know what channel it was. I think it was on A and E. Uh, Married at First Sight. Have you mm-hmm. ever? That's yeah. a. I, I like I like any it. I like any show where a family severely disapproves of somebody's decision and they're vocal about it. I, and uh, I guess that's why I like Love After Lockup and uh, Married First Sight because you just get to see like parents being like, "What the fuck is wrong?" <laughs> and uh, and them just saying, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." Or they at the same time, some they'll they'll be like, "Family is everything to me. That's why I'm engaged to a person I never met in prison." So, you know, I think Chris would enjoy that nail show about that family in Staten Island. Is it called Nailed It? No, that's no. not Nailed It. Um, the hell is that show? Yeah, there's Just a show. Just listening to you talk about like what interests you, I think there's this show for you. Nail Boss. Stat- 
nail boss. It's about a nail salon on Staten Island. It yeah. is uh, actually. Sounds, uh, sound, I mean, you got me there. I believe it's called. I believe it's on AMC. Um, the guy who did Cake Boss is like the head producer. Is he? Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it's Nail Boss, but nailed something. Anyway, Ace of Nails. I think. I think it's. Are you Cake Boss or an Ace of Cakes per one? Where do you side? <laughs> I've, Pick I a side. Uh, I guess cake, cake boss. Yeah, Ace of Cakes is awful. But that guy. Which Duff, one's in Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore is Ace of Cakes, I believe, because Cake Boss is oh. in Jersey. Okay, I guess I'll go Jersey. I'll go Cake Boss. Yeah, very close to where we're podcasting right now. They have the headquarters. People would wait outside for a slice of that fondant-filled cake. Ooh, that's a, you know what? That's a good question. Have you ever been to like an establishment, like a restaurant or anything that was opened by someone on reality television? Like, have you gone to oh. Sir? Have you gone to Sir? Unpolished no. is the name of the show. Oh. It's called Unpolished, Chris. Unpolished. All right. Unpol- it's, really and I believe it's, you give it a, it's a, on TLC. Yeah, I think you'll like it. You'll like Unpolished. There's a lot to like. So if you if you like disapproving families over crazy yeah. fucked up relationships, plus you get to see the great the great accents that uh, and the nail art is awesome. And the nail art is cool. Like the sub thing is like the girl runs her own nail art place and all her nail art is like she puts like a satellite on your finger and it spins <laughs> and it's like so there's like a cake boss element to it. Um, but a lot more drama than that cake boss ever provided. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, do you think you're going to uh, knock this whole season out? I might. Have, I'm definitely going to go back and watch some more episodes. I need, I am intrigued enough to, to I, I want to see how this uh, turns out. For- all right. Promise us this watch, you know, you don't have to watch them all, but watch the finale whenever that is. And then yeah. we will too. And we're gonna come back on, and we'll we'll do this again, and talk about the finale of uh, of this of this incredible show. Absolutely, I'd love to do that. Chris Laker, thank you so much for being on our show. You're oh, thank uh, you a, for having me. A fantastic person. Can where can where do you want people to look you up on the internet? What is the what is your your favorite means for people to find you? I guess you? just uh, Twitter at Chris Laker. Easy mm. as that, baby. Easy. Yeah. Congrats um, on getting your whole name. You know, that's not I having to add a number. Yeah, got in early. I gave Good. up my full name and I can't get it back because that was uh, what happens. They'd like take the name. Um, is there a way for me to petition to get my name back on Twitter? What's your name now? Uh, the movie Die Hard. <laughs> the but movie you don't, Die I don't, Hard. I mean, you don't ever tweet. I don't do anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lurker account um well i'll ask my uh you know i'll ask my people if they yeah. can help me out yeah. some of my yeah. we'll some phone calls uh chris um by the way check out chris's podcast mm-hmm. um in which uh i have been a i there may be people listening to this podcast who first heard me from your podcast because i i will say i have been a frequent guest mm-hmm. yes you are you are uh really the only guest uh for the pat for a bit sometimes Jacqueline will appear everyone but she's you know under contract with some other media company so she's limited in her ability to appear but she's like the only in-studio guest ever but you're you are the only calling guest that I, I really have on and I honestly and, appreciate that podcast quite a bit and uh, it's fun having the unfiltered conversations with you um, and I think if you went back and listened to some of our our great classic convos, you you wouldn't regret it. I, I, I say go find Chris's show and and listen to the ones that I've on, and uh, you'll have a nice afternoon. Me and Chris have some good convos. Yeah. 
Yep, and uh, have you on again soon. I'm uh, just taking a, a, well, I don't know when this is coming up, but I'm taking a little Christmas break mm. for uh, the, the rest of this week, but you know, maybe uh, next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris Laker, you're a dreamboat. Thank you so much for being oh. on the show. Um, and uh, Ashley, what should we tell these these people uh, before we sign off? Uh, f- get us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. And check out our challenge recaps of Double Agents, uh, the new season of the challenge. Yes, every Thursday we drop those as long as the challenge is on, baby. We love you so much. So long. Bye-bye.